Hey, what's up? It's Alex. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This Thanksgiving, a new film from the coked out mind of Stephen King. In a neighborhood hiding something sinister, Adam Schiff is one man who just wants a clean house and will have a big, smelly problem. Who shit on my floor? Seriously, I just got this cleaned. (laughs) Who's there? Potential Supreme Court nominee and all-around creep Ted Cruz stars in this horrifying film that will make you lose your shit. Oh my god, whoever he is, he just shat all over my floor and wiped his ass with that copy of the Constitution over there. And look over there, he lost his balls, they're over there in the trash. Oh no, I hear him. Here he comes. No! Exactly the opposite oh of what they're saying. Now, it's everyone so has switched positions, and so the whole the whole oh, promo no you're balls. pushing about hypocrisy, no if you want to say it, you could say... The Poopy Man, coming to a theater near you. Say everybody involved in this is a hypocrite. Now- Sometimes you gotta go back and go forwards. But sometimes you don't have to go anywhere at all. Instacart makes it so you can order your groceries, pet food, and more from home. So you can do what you need to do. Whether it's praying to the Lord or playing with your willy. Whatever suits you best. So what are you waiting for? It's time to transcend your physical form. Follow the link in the show notes and Create your account and start feeling alright, alright, alright after you do your shopping. Instacart. Just do it, man. Ladies and gentlemen. The Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Mador. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to this, what's up? This is the Short News Podcast, a show where I don't dwell on the news Give some opinions that you either agree with or completely, absolutely want to kill me for. And then talk about less polarizing things like idiots on the internet uh, that, that aren't politics related. And that's exactly what I plan to do today. 
it's a holiday and I should be working on my research papers, but hey, I've got some time and, and you know, I'm, I'm known for pro procrastinating. Ashley's going to kill me for saying that, but you know, it, it's, it's whatever. Um, if only my educational work ethic was as high energy as my podcast work ethic, that, that would like, that would make sense, but it wouldn't be authentic. That's the thing. Um, okay. So we don't have any construction in the background today, so that's good. Normally there would be people banging on metal and sawing metal and screaming at each other in Chinese, um, as they've been doing the last week or two. So we don't have to deal with that today because it's pouring out. Hopefully this isn't going to be a problem for too long. We'll see. So like I said, it's a holiday. Happy Enslavement of Indigenous Peoples Day, everyone. I hope your holiday is full of daytime drinking because you have an excuse thanks to some douche with a hat who discovered something that was already discovered by other people first. But he claimed he did it, right? So he did. He's like the uh, Steve Jobs of history, taking something that someone else already did and going, hey, I did that. That was me. Everyone needs to know I found this. Me, Christopher, motherfucking Columbus, bitches. Where are my bitches at? Where are them hoes at? Also, there, there's these people with weird feathers on their heads that, that have extensive knowledge of, of, the, of the land that we don't have. So, so what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, bear with me. We listen to none of that shit. Kill their kids, rape their wives, and make them work for us for nothing in return. See, tell me that's not Steve Jobs. It's like he took his whole business model. Steve Jobs like took his whole business model from Columbus. You you can't discover something that's already there, you asshat. Like by that logic, I could just walk into the White House acting like I've never seen or heard of the place before and walk straight into the Oval Office and plant a half Korean, half Canadian flag in there. And then Trump comes in and you're like, Oh no, which Kim are you? I thought we dealt with the missiles, Kim. You agreed to golf in my club. I give you the nuclear football. And I'm just like, who are you? I, I have claimed to this area, and you are trespassing, you fiend. Uh, and the president? Here, look at this stack of fantastic newspapers that I have my assistant bookmark every page with my beautiful, fantastic name on it. This is my house. I live here. I discovered America. It's great. So great. And then I just go, nope, take a look at the rules of exploring by the power of Christopher Columbus. You now work for me. This house is mine and I get your wife and the one hot daughter and reproduce with them. So one day their kids, 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 kids will look on their ancestry test and be able to say, oh, hey, I'm one seventh bigot. And that's my plan on how I become the next president. I pull a Steve Jobs, Christopher Columbus with the beat. So... To Christopher Columbus, you didn't discover shit. If there was GPS back then, you would have just been some goof who went the wrong way in a boat. Okay? So, now that I got my Columbus rant out of the way, oh, let me just, I got a stuffy nose. It's almost Halloween. Meaning, it's almost Thanksgiving after that. And I love Thanksgiving. It's so nice to be with family 
eating fattening food and then even better Black Friday and then even better than that Cyber Monday. But the family part too is nice. It's got me thinking it's almost been a year since I started this podcast. It's almost been a year since my Reddit post about my mother-in-law demanding to be in the delivery room for the birth of my future baby that doesn't exist yet got picked up by Yahoo News, and I was almost completely fucked for Thanksgiving. It was almost too late, but I found the writer of the article on multiple forms of social media as well as email and chewed her out. There's this etiquette to certain Reddit subs um, where the press isn't supposed to publish people's posts without their permission because that's bringing attention to the person who is simply posting to get help from the internet. And if the press does publish an article about that post, then the mods to the sub have to take the post down for, you know, safety reasons and tell the poster that they're now in the news and give instructions on how to fight this. So. I dealt with that right before leaving to go to the in-laws for Thanksgiving, but I think the mother-in-law already saw it because she never brought up the topic of being in the delivery room again. So for for now, I guess. Um, but I guess it worked. So I guess thanks to Yahoo News, but no thanks really. I I know we read the relationship advices here, but we aren't Yahoo News, and we. We, we, we just aren't a news network. We don't have that much of a reach. Like, middle-aged housewives aren't listening to this podcast. There's no, like, no crossover between Yahoo News and the short news. It's not possible. So, a lot is going on in the world, as always. But I am currently choosing to ignore it. Anything not related to politics is boring and somehow just comes back to politics like Haley Baldwin is voting for Biden and wants you to also. It's useless. Why would I give you the news if there's not any worth telling? I don't know. The president had his first speaking event in a while. Was that two mornings ago in front of the White House? And officials are saying it's actually a crime to campaign in the White House because it's using the seat of the president and the resources of the presidency for your personal advantage when it comes to campaigning and re-election. That's apparently not okay. And because, like, he doesn't have to pay for the venue. He already is there, and the taxpayers will fund any expenses. But why am I expecting him to follow the rules? He isn't a normal person. He's a sociopath, and sociopaths don't think the rules apply to them. I guess I can, you know, we got some other stuff to talk about. I guess I can update you on some more music news. I started two new songs, but I don't know how to finish them. It's kind of, kind of difficult, man, doing this all alone. I just don't feel inspired. Everything is so dark these days, and I'm just trying to find humor in everything, but I don't want to become a fully comedic artist. I don't want to limit myself to comedy, but, you know, comedy is therapy to me. Making offensive jokes is my way of coping with all of this darkness because this life is a fucking joke. Look around you. Look at everything going on in the world. All the evil, 
the shitty things that human beings are capable of, the traumatic things that have happened to you and me. The humor is the fact that all this unfortunate shit is real and happening to us. But it's a fucking joke, all of it. We, we are part of the punchline. And there's humor to find in everything. I watched my guinea pig die, held him in his last moments, hugged him goodbye, and cried for a while. But it took maybe a day for me to say, well, well, I guess now we can sell them to some Peruvian market or something. I hear they're a delicacy. Because if you look at everything that's happening as some sick fucking joke, then it makes more sense and you can actually try to bear through it by finding that humor. Because life sucks. Shit, man. I did not mean to turn into Joaquin Phoenix's Joker for a minute there, but ah, man, that was disturbing. But dude, life is dark. Life is scary. It's not a fucking Candyland Betty Crocker fairy tale. Everyone you know is going to die. You will lose everything. Slowly. And then after all the trauma, stress, and sadness, you slowly die too. Years into all of this shit. Everything you're working towards and suffering through is all for nothing in the end. You and me are a microscopic blip on a gigantic timeline that will continue in its trajectory far after we're gone. So use this time that we have here during this, you know, 70 to 80 to 95 year practical joke that we're living and have fun with it. Don't be a serious person all the time. Even me, I used to make sad music and that's all I could do. Like just the saddest, most depressing shit. And and listen, I, I don't have to be super funny and making penis jokes in my songs, but it's fun to have some music that isn't depressing and, and some shit that's upbeat and people can dance to and enjoy and not just sit there and think about how shitty their lives are too. No one wants to be depressed. Mango Pods and White Claw, my, my, the best song that I've put out so far, was one of the first happy songs I have ever written. And I created and finished it all while my guinea pig was dying in front of me. And there was nothing I could do but keep going. I had to have fun. I channeled the why is this shit happening to me mentality into a this is happening because life is a meaning meaningless joke. And I had to make the best of my time. I knew I had stumbled upon creative gold with this song. I had to ride the wave, make something enjoyable to help me cope, and put it out there for other people to enjoy, which would then help me feel better. Music ha hadn't been fun for me for, for years. I'd been so depressed, and losing my piggy, my first pet that I ever had in my entire life, I was devastated. But humor is one of the best medications out there. I focused on what I do have, my partner, my cat, my other guinea pig Nimbus, or Nimby for short, and the piggy I adopted weeks after Ricky's passing as a friend for Nimby, little baby Spike. 
or if we're being proper, Spikel. I found the humor in playing with them, cuddling, joking, watching entertaining funny shit like Tiger King on Netflix, and coming back on here and podcasting and then returning to music full time to make an album. I was having fun. All while a major worldwide pandemic was happening and everything around me was crumbling, including our society. Humor and fun are the two things that get us through this sick joke called life. A sense of humor is essential to existing comfortably. Okay, I'll I'll stop with my nihilistic monologue so we can talk about other things. Appealing segue. Insert appealing segue here. Mm, Okay. Um, I've been promoting this app a lot, trying to get people over to the platform because I see or saw potential. But Loom, the music app, is going downhill, guys. Even the people on the app think so. The developers are pushing the same five verified people on the app, and it's obvious that they're only interested in getting those specific five people to blow up to stardom and supporting them. But of course, because, you know, people started catching on and calling the developers out, they went and got rid of all the verified bash badges on their industry plants, except for Neo. He's the only one that gets to be verified. Is Neo. The winner, and then, so the winner of the You to Love competition helped make Neo some money, and then Neo ran off with a bag after Loom gave him three million bucks to have people remix and stream his own song. And now we're all sitting here with nothing with our dicks in our hands, like, Oh, Neo, you gonna, you gonna help me with my shit? Neo, can you listen to my song? Oh, Neo, Neo, where are you, Neo? And he's, like, vacationing in Cabo right now, like, with his millions and millions of dollars, like, he, he already deleted the Loom app. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't use that shit anymore. Like, I just let the executives run my account for me. I'm not doing shit. Like, I'm just doing, I'm just putting memes on the app, just memeing the app at this point. Because there, there's nothing else to do. Why would I ever post my music to this, this network exclusively? Why wouldn't I just release it on every other music platform under my own label and promote it that way? Loom isn't the app it's advertised as. I know, I keep going back and forth, but I was trying to make it something that it will never be. It's not helping any musicians become relevant other than the same five people. We are helping them be relevant. It's not supposed to work that way. And they they bring in Neo and say he's there to help out. Meanwhile, releases a new single at the same time, same exact time as his deal with Loom. All of this because money. Not to help out anyone. Who is he helping? He never even goes on the app. He's MIA, doing better shit with the three million bucks he got from his Loom deal because he doesn't need Loom, and no one does. At the end of the day, every time I see the song You to Love on an Apple Music playlist or something, oh man, it makes me so pissed. I just think about how this was just a way for a major recording artist who's already famous or had his 15 minutes and under a major label to promote himself on an app meant for unsigned, undiscovered indie artists. 
I heard that fucking song on the radio on the way to the vet when I was already anxious about my cat. And I still see you to love suggested to me on Loom, which, like, why are they giving this dude all of this publicity and not giving actual unsigned artists a chance? Is it because Loom doesn't actually believe in the talent on the app? So they go with the first washed-up R&B singer they can find? One of the Loom executives, Andre, tried to convince me that Neo is going to, ma- to, to do more than just make people compete to make the, the best remix of his own new song. And that, that, you know, that he was shamelessly plugging everywhere. He said he was going to be giving artists pointers and notes and donating to them and promoting the talent on here. The only people he's promoted are the industry plants that are only as popular as they are because Loom bots their streams, because no one uses Loom seriously as a music player, because there's other apps for that in the industry. I come to Loom to get away from the industry and find out that they're becoming the industry, just a shittier version that pretends it isn't evil like the rest of them. You haven't done anything for the regular artist. So, I will not, I will not be releasing exclusive content on Loom anymore. It's not monetizable unless people donate to you and people only donate to you if you donate to them. Or if the executives or developers use a bot account to donate to you or to make you look a lot more popular than you actually are. One artist called <clears throat> called Andre out for following and then unfollowing him which is a spam-like practice that people should refrain from doing, but he's doing it to make people feel important. He'll be like your first follower if you make an account, but then you'll see he disappears. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I see. I see you, man. I, I, I want this app to succeed in what their mission is. That's why I joined. I thought it would be helpful for my career to, you know, to connect with other artists and fans. But there's too many artists, not enough fans. And the artists are fucking vultures, man. Not all of them, but I would say like a good, good almost majority of them. Like, I get so many messages of artists saying, hey man, post and donate to my shit, I got that fire. And then I listen to it, and it's like this. Hold up, let me play this. Okay, prepare yourself for the greatest song that has ever been promoted to me. Turn that shit up on my headphones. Shake, 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 shake,
Oh, you you know we're gonna listen to the whole fucking thing. We go out to the island. Let me just get out my weed for this one. Oh. I like how all the the shake 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 they're all like off beat. He's like shake 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 shake. It sounds like he was like hitting a soundboard at like like at just like random points. Shake 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 You think this is his only song? Would you be um would you be surprised to know that he has more? Wait, wait. Let me start that over. I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 I need to, um, oh my god, I need that as a soundboard. Let me save this to my liked music. Um, if, if you want, I'm not gonna put this guy on blast. Like, I'm not gonna give you his name or anything. Um, but if you want the name of this artist, you have to personally DM me. Okay? Okay. Why do I stress so much? Why do I stress? Yeah, why do I stress? Yeah, why do I stress so 
The generic cover photo of a sports car that you just saw in the parking lot, that's not yours. Out here on the block, gotta make a way, gotta make sure my people straight. Why do I stress? Yeah, why do I stress so? One more, one more. All right, what's his best work? That was apparently his best work. Popular tracks. Okay. Let's see this one. Yeah, my little shawty, she's so cold. My little shawty, she's so cold. Yeah. I'm so glad you're mine. I say I'm so glad you're mine. You stay on your grind. You stay on your grind. I'm really glad you're mine, and I like the way you shine, yeah, I've been taking all these trips, and I got me a pretty love for it, I'm riding in my whip, yeah, and I don't want to trip over nothing, nah, cause whenever we together, you know we stuntin', and I love to make you smile, I love to take you out, I'm really glad you're mine, and I'll take you out. I think this was recorded with, um, with a, a pair of, uh, Apple earpods, not even, like, airpods, earpods. But AirPods would suck for recording. That would honestly be worse. But no, like just the way the microphone, like it, it, it sounds like it's a small little microphone. <clears throat> All right, balling on a budget. What is? Let's hear this song. Shawty so uh yeah yeah. Shawty so uh yeah yeah. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. You know it. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. You know it. You know it. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. Shawty you the baddest. You know it. Throw back, throw back, throw back, throw back, throw back, throw back. get it right so my point in playing that was exactly 
the amount of times people have spammed my DMs with music that sounds exactly like that. I've I've been sent these songs specifically before. Um like the amount of times people have spammed my DMs asking for donations or for clout, it's unreal. No one's ever like, hey, I like your stuff. Do you want to work together and combine our fan bases or something? No, it's just send me a gift, bro. Or buy me buy my song on this other app, bro. Or pay for my promotion service, bro. Or hey, let's do a gift for gift, bro. That shit isn't relevant or helpful for anyone. You're trying to come up off of other artists who are trying to come up. And it's just a chain of vultures. What do you want me to say about it? That that it's a great place for you to be heard? I get more listeners on Spotify in a week than I get on Loom in a year. No one cares about one another on this app. And the app creators are just trying to come up off of all of us. And it's failing. The app looks nice and works nice. The community is petty and inauthentic. People don't even support each other. They just give each other passive-aggressive critiques of their work to put themselves on a pedestal of professionalisms over the person they're talking down to. And then you go and listen to that person's work because, hmm, okay, they must know what they're talking about and hear their music and it sounds like it was recorded in a fucking muffled tin can. Like, who are you talking to about technicalities and DSing? Your shit sounds like a crying robot with no personality is recording audio through a carpet, aka you're using too much filter, which you would know if you actually knew how to produce sound. Work on yourself before you try to be competitive with others. I never said I'm better than you or tried to put myself at a higher level than you. I could say some shit, but I won't. I already reciprocated with the technicalities of your sonic issues. It's like World War Z where the zombies are climbing on top of each other to get over the wall, and the zombies are all loom, mu- loom musicians climbing over one another, stepping on the heads of other loom musicians. Everyone's trying to get to the top, and they don't care who they use for clout or step on. Every- everything is just a transaction to them. And at the, t- at the top of the wall, it's just the loom executives just shooting them down, and then only letting like the, the people that they've hired to be at the top stay at the top. I don't want to be like a part of such a parasitic community. I don't. So I, I'm not, I'm not really about it anymore. I'm not, I'm really not. But an app that is showing me some love is Tap Tapes. Tap Tapes is an app for podcasters and podcast listeners to find and promote the newest content in the podcasting world. They featured my content a bunch of times now, which I'm super appreciative of, and they actually listen to their, to their users, which I wish I could say the same for Loom. I'm sure I'll be talking about tap tapes in the future, because like I said, they've been showing the show some love, which I really appreciate. Before we go into some other shit, I need to defend my comedy idol here, Bill Burr. You people specifically middle-class to wealthier, privileged, entitled, middle-class white ladies need to get the fuck over yourselves. What, he shoved a mirror in your face on SNL and you didn't like the ugly, bigoted, gold-digging horse staring back at you? Then change. It's not the comedians that are the problem. It's you. They're just pointing out how 
You're the problem. Bill Burr is a fucking legend. That gold digging whores bit was a tribute to him, and I hope I made him proud wherever he is. Podcasting in his garage on the same Monday schedule as me. Anyways, so I thought we could go into uh, some more stories and stupidity before we look at some Karens, because I've roasted and roasted enough other people here today. I've done a lot of stupid shit in my lifetime. You know that. We've talked about it. Um, <clears throat> so t- today, in stories and stupidity, I thought we'd go over there were multiple times in my life where I've drunk or high dialed or texted an ex of mine. And I'm not proud of any of those moments. They are my most embarrassing moments ever. And like the the first time it happened, I was 18. I was at this party, like my first ever high school party, because, you know, my mom, she locked me inside for, you know, until I was an adult. So, you know, I'm at my first party that I'm allowed to like drink at. I get, of course, shit-faced drunk, and I call drunk dial, sorry, and this girl that I had been seeing who fucking ruined my senior year. But, you know, I was in, I was in love. I, I, I was, I, I couldn't, I was heartbroken, you know? And, and I, so I, I called her. It's like two in the morning. She picks up. I don't remember exactly what I said, but hello. I just, I just really, I just, I just really, really need to talk to you. Like, really badly. And my buddy, um, my buddy Spencer takes the phone out of my, or wrestles the phone out of my hand. Wrestles me for it. Like, dude, you can't do, you gotta stop, man. You gotta stop. You're just, you're just making this worse. And I'm like, I want to talk to her. I want to talk to her. Yeah. And and he, like, keeps my phone. And he's still on the phone with her. And she's asking him, like, is he going to be okay about me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're just, he's like, yeah, we're taking care of him. He's just, you know, he had a lot to drink. And I think, you know, he he just wanted to talk to you. And I'm like, put her up, put, her, put me back on. Put me back on the phone. The whole time I'm just like, put put me back on, put me back on the phone, put me back on the phone. Please put me back on the phone. Come on, man, that's my phone. I pay the bill for that with my with my job. It's my phone, man. Come on, that's personal property. You can't take my phone away from me. Yeah, that's my phone. And eventually, <clears throat> I don't remember if I wrestled it away from him or he just gave up and gave it to me. But I I get the phone and she's still on the line, <laughs> and she's like, "Are are you uh are you gonna be okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good." And I like thrown up I think like five times that night, <laughs> and then I'm like, "I'm just gonna go pee," and you're coming with me, and I'm on the phone with her while I'm peeing in this in the like off in the backyard of this girl's house that that I'm at the party or that that the party is taking place at sorry and I'm just like while I'm peeing I'm like you know 
I, I, I love you. And she's like, no, you don't, Alex. You don't. And I was like, yes, I do. Like, I'm telling you that I, I know I do. I, I love you. And she was like, oh, no, 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 you, you don't. You don't. Like, everything's going to be okay. You don't love me. It's, it's okay. You're just, you're just drunk. And I'm like, yeah, but, but I'm being honest. That's what happens. <laughs> and it went on like that. Eventually, she, like, calms me down because just hearing her voice was enough to soothe me. And she goes to bed, and I go back and throw up some more. And we all go home hours later. And I pass out, wake up with the worst hangover ever. Oh. So there was that time. I mean, I may have drunk dialed that girl um, a couple of, on a couple of other occasions. Um, I can't really remember those occasions, but I know that they happened. And then we move on. I was in another relationship that didn't end well. And about, I want to say like five months, four or five months later, even though I had hated her so much, I was, you know, I was lonely. I felt like I'd never find anyone else ever again. I thought that was it. I thought she was it. And that I like left something good, even though it wasn't that good. <laughs> and... I I was on these um I was I was drinking beer but I was also on these um Xanaxes from Nicaragua. Yeah, not just any Xanax, Nicaraguan Xanax. So you know it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> and I I I didn't have the balls to drunk call my other ex. Because I knew I had been such a prick after the breakup. And so I I texted her multiple times and I was like, I just, you know, I still have a soft spot for you. And I I really think I still love you. And I hope that, you know, we could at least, you know, be friends. I, I write friends. I've been a bad friend and I hope we can be friends. And of course she messaged back like, you're, you're fucked up, aren't you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, but that's not the point. That's not the point, man. The point is I just, you know, I want to get back together. Maybe. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't think I could, I could, I can do that. That's not going to happen. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, and then that was it. You'd think that would be it, right? Okay, so then fast forward to, so that was the summer. Fast forward to um, the fall, and I'm drinking and on drugs again. And I text her again multiple times, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, 
I'm such a prick. I feel so bad. Like, like I hope we could like just be. I hope we could just be friends. And like, like I just need, like really wish you were back in my life, or something like that. And she, she, she never responded. No response. Nothing. And then again that that spring i was like i just like want to see how you're doing and if everything's okay <laughs> and i miss you <laughs> again on Xanax and then again uh well that time we had like a decent conversation when i sobered up but then that was it. She didn't want to talk to me anymore. And I was like, okay, like this connection is done. And you'd think, you'd think that was that. And I get in a relationship and I'm good. Then I take Xanax one night and I'm talking to a friend about how I've been hurt in the past. And I come to this conclusion that I'm like, you know, I was wrong in that relationship. I was a dick. I probably hurt her really bad, even though she hurt me, but I was on drugs. So this wasn't me, like, hitting her up while I was in a relationship, like, hey, how you doing? You want to, like, get back together? No, this was, like, I've been a terrible, terrible person. But I, I didn't, you know, I was on Xanax. I said it again, like, I couldn't spell friend right. I've been a bad friend. And the next morning I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This, this was not meant to go out. I told myself not to do it, but the drugs, the drugs said to do it. And I did it. And then I was just like, okay, um, because we talked about it, and I was like, are you, are you doing okay? Because I do truly feel bad about my involvement in our relationship. Like, my being a dick afterwards, and whatever I could have done during it. I don't, I don't want anyone to hate me. Something along those lines. And she was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's, it's like, you, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and delete your number so this stops happening. Um, if you do ever need anything, just, you know, let me know. But you feel free to delete my number as well if you so feel inclined. And we were like, okay, and okay. And that was the last time I ever talked to that person. And... That was four years ago. Three or four years ago? Three and a half years ago? Something like that? Yeah. Um, so, drugs. Don't do them. And don't drink and take Xanax. Don't drink and take any drug. That should be a general rule of thumb. You, like, even with weed, you're, you're not going to get poisoned. But you're gonna get sick. You're gonna get the spins. Cause you're gonna be high and drunk. That's not a good combination. Anyone that tells you 
that it is a good combination is a masochist. They like hurting them, themselves and they want to hurt you too. Okay? So that that is why I usually suggest people just just delete your ex's number or block them. I don't I don't know. Like if you if you don't want that coming back into your life, then remove it. Digitally or physically whatever, remove it. That's my lesson to you. <clears throat> so um let's let's do what we do. You know what we do. Which is look at Karen's and get mad at them for a little bit before we uh, cut out and I finish this essay. Sorry, there's a fly. Good afternoon, folks. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Public Breakouts Unleashed. Here we have a woman who got into a minor car accident with uh, this man who's recording and decides to solve it by taking a ride on the front of his car. <laughs> Karen's gone wild. <laughs> so still, I'm willing to give you my details. You refuse? You want to camp on my car here? I'll ask you three times to get up. You don't want to do that? This man invokes Facebook and YouTube exposure after confronting this employee you see here for being rude to his sister, Ruth. Yeah, my sister Ruth is here this morning and you treated her like dirt. Um, what do you mean? Uh, well, she had a check and you wasn't going to make her bring our mother up here who's on oxygen 24-7. You couldn't have been more rude, more rude. I will speak to the manager and we're going to go on Facebook with this, YouTube, whatever it takes to get at least an apology from me. Yeah. You just count mark my words, trust me. You're going to, the end of this is not over. I don't have to ask anything. It's a public place. Trust me, it's going on Facebook and YouTube. You got a problem with that? You call me. Yep. This lady hunts a girl down for speeding in her own neighborhood. Literally out of your mind. No, what are you doing? Twenty five miles an hour. There's what are you doing? Ahead. You are tailgating me. I yeah. tell you to get back, and people then you try to hurry. So I people, am on a truck. On a truck. I don't care. You can't speed in here, you little. You little. <gasps> this woman. And she stood in front of the car and refused to let her leave. What the fuck? Is literally out of her mind. From what I can gather from the background, now we've seen this, this mask video. one here. Dude, Camera as this woman sticks up for an employee getting absolutely browbeaten by one of the customers. Five people behind you right now. I am a single person, and I cannot so why don't you focus on what's on your face and focus on what's in front of you. I have my face covered, one guy. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about the kids. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about the kids. Okay. 
Okay, I'm just gonna interrupt because this is really annoying. You guys just need to follow the rules. I work for an attorney. No, you guys are being very disrespectful and she can't talk to you a certain way. I think you just need to read what they're trying to tell you. Yeah, but they're telling you it's statewide, it's countrywide. Common sense. Yes, but they don't have to deal with your bullshit. It's common sense. They don't know you either. I have nothing to do with you other than potentially spreading your germs to to me. You know, because there's a virus. People want to act like it doesn't exist. The COVID deniers. And it's like, dude, what are you like? Why? Why? You're just getting people hurt. Why would you not take the precautions that everyone else is taking? They're the real hipsters. They want to hate on the libs. Oh, you fucking hipsters. You don't want you want to do everything different. Look at you guys. You can't follow a rule that has to do with safety and and health. I don't want to deal with that. You guys need to go is what they're telling you. They just can't be a bitch about it, but I can. Why? I'm not an idiot. I'm doing this for her safety, not for, yeah, for her safety, because you walk in a her store. Thank you. Bye bye. And and what you bringing a cigarette into into? Who's smoking? Yeah, like you have cigarettes right here. Yeah, cigarette. yeah. Three hundred and sixty so, Bye. Goodbye. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. You're being. Oh man, they're too nice. They're too nice. I, like, I would have kicked her in the face at this point. She's, like, holding the door open. They're trying to close it and get her out. And she's, like, getting in the way. And it's so cringe. Being extremely hostile right now. That is why. Not my husband. Bye-bye. So many years away. Look up the legal status of a school. Of a school. Of a school, honey. Thank you. Bye. What a bitch. So here we've got this busybody lady who sees a guy and his kid walking into their, you know, their aunt's apartment complex and starts peppering them with 20 questions about whether or not they live there and eventually of course is the cup are they are the people she's questioning black if they are i'm gonna hunt this woman down calls the police at the owner you're, i'm knocking you're on her door lying. right now Come. who is her who is she she's on the just second say floor. her name Why she's on just, the second then floor. get your foot down no. before i call i'll call the police call, call the police then step out call step the out of the building no step out. why is she like like they always act like they're the fucking victim it's like you stop you know you can weaponize that and it's fucking ridiculous i've been in relationships where they do that like where it's like they are if you do that i'll say you i'll say you hit me or i'll say you you did this and it's like or i'll say you got me pregnant and it's like what you're gonna you're gonna play the victim when you fucked up when you're wrong. Dude's going to see his aunt. Why he doesn't have to tell you shit. You don't own this apartment complex. 
That's aunt lives on the second floor. Who is They've your been aunt? They've been here for 60 years. Who is your aunt? You're not the owner of this building. That doesn't have anything to do here. with anything. You're doing this in front of my young kids. Why are you doing You're this? You're doing thing? it in front of the kids. You don't no. live here. And I'm asking you who your aunt is. Who's your great aunt, honey? Don't. It, Who's it your doesn't great aunt? matter. It doesn't matter. Step out. Look at my kids. Step out of here now. No. Again, I mean, this, you can't, like, I don't think you can do this to somebody. Like, does, is he able, is he allowed to defend himself? And by defend himself, I mean just smash her head into the wall repeatedly? Because that's what I would do. Oh, oh. get out of here. Oh. Get out of here. Get no. out of here right no. now. Push no. your aunt. Push your aunt. It doesn't matter to Yes, you. it does. It matters. It very doesn't matter. I'm sorry, matter. there's a guy who won't get out of our building. He's, 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 My he's aunt lives here. the door My open and he won't step here. out. Then step outside no, until I can. He will not leave the premises. He won't tell me who he's here for. And he's I'm on the, the second floor. My aunt, it's on then the second floor. Then tell me floor. who it is. No. Pardon me? Why? Why should I tell to you? Four Street. I'm going, to my, I'm going to visit my aunt. Yes, thank you. In Manhattan, you have a... Oh, oh she's in Manhattan? This lady, I, what did I say? We got to find, find where she lives. Find where she lives, okay? I wish I could read lips, but... Yo, that's so fucked. It's happening in this city? Some stupid cunt-ass white lady that thinks, oh, I'll call the police. I'll call the police. Fuck you. Fuck your police. That's all police are like do is protect protect middle-aged white ladies that don't know how to do life from people of color that are not even doing anything wrong that are going to visit their aunt. I I'm sorry but that that's stupid. No, no I do not. You're no one. No. I, live I do here, not have sir. to tell you anything. She lives on the second floor? I yes. doubt it. I doubt it. I okay. doubt it. I doubt it, she says. Why? Why do you doubt it? Right back, on sir. the second floor. Step back. No. I know everyone in the building, okay. sir. Step back. Okay. There's, been, there's no. been a lot of theft. No, they, I'm not a thief. Pardon me? I don't I know. Wanna, I want to see how that got resolved. Can, can someone find her for me? Because I want to tell a bunch of people to go to her apartment. But I can't. Because that would be wrong. But I could go. I'll go. I'll find her. Because that's not acceptable. It's not. You're not the fucking guardian of the apartment complex. Fucking stupid. Let's see if there's other ones. Sorry, my acid reflux. I'm actually anti that. This woman right here told me, my grandmother, four days ago, I can't get out of the plane. Then I pulled Allentown, Pennsylvania, ABE. No, I'm not going to shut up. You guys have security, Oh, yeah. When the, when the manager comes, sees me, then Is he drunk? This dude looks like the biggest douche. He's got his polo shirt on and his, his sunglasses over his head. 
like on on his forehead. He's like, yeah, I got shit to do. I got places to be. Time is money, man. I don't have time for a fucking mask. I don't do the fucking mask. What am I, a pussy? I'm gonna wear one of those face diapers. I'm a pussy. Oh, I'm a sheep. I'm a sheep. I, I, people want to be healthy and don't want coronavirus. Fuck them. I want to give them coronavirus. Because I, I don't want to wear a mask. Because I'm big boy. <laughs> This Greyhound employee absolutely 100% lost her job for this. Where are you going? You don't change from Charlotte? You don't change back from Winston-Salem? Hey, you don't know where you're hey. going? Is there a problem? Yeah, she can't come back up on my where she's oh, going. She made up her mind. All she had hey, to do well, look, you see, when I go out my system, it knocks out everything. You mm -hmm. keep, and I keep going back and forth and stuff. You don't know where you're going. And Winston-Salem and Charlotte is two different places. It's a hard ticket. Ain't nobody know no make a difference. You yes, it does. They say that your name has to be correct. Okay, look, ma'am. You, it you must be, know what? My name is No, wrong. you're not getting a ticket at all now. I'm going to refund this ticket. You can go back to Cleveland. Since you want to play, I'll hey. play. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I'm you saying you spelled my name wrong. Look, and I'm telling you it don't make no difference. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it don't make no difference, then give I'm me the ticket back. No, give me the ticket back. Look, I was getting ready to cancel out this ticket. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Well, since you was going to cancel it out. Um, look. My, it says Fadler. Yeah, okay. No, you so making that's... a big deal out of something. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Have me that ticket back. I refund the money. You, you can't make up your mind where you going? Mm -hmm. I will refund this money. It's like she she got the name wrong on the ticket. What what is she? Why is she doing this? Just imagining if I did this at my old IT job. And hand it back to you. You go back to Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay, well Cleveland, Tennessee. So you're telling. So you're. No, no, you you so want to argue you're, about this? I didn't no. argue with you. You're you're uh -huh. denying me to no. have my name spelled correctly. I, I, no, I have the ticket. I Greyhound. refund the ticket. You no, go back to Cleveland, Tennessee. No, hold this ticket. Nope. Mm -hmm. Hold this ticket. Nope. So, no, no, don't give her the ticket back. No, nope. what I'm bye trying bye. to say is. I'm walking away. I'm going down the door. I'm walking away. I ain't telling you no more. <laughs> so, so we're. I so ain't telling you no more. So you're I telling me. I ain't telling you no more. I ain't telling you no more. I ain't telling you no more. She ain't telling me no It don't matter about the name, Sparrow. No. It don't Are matter. you it sure? We passed them. Okay. Okay. Are Are y'all gonna be here when um y'all will be off work? Is that? I think she said come at eight forty-five. But see, what I'm saying is, you never disrespect the person that's trying to purchase a ticket. And um, I will be, I will be following up with whoever's in charge here. I videotaped the whole conversation. She is on camera, and I have asked her nicely to change my ticket for the to try to get a price difference. So uh, we will, we will deal with this on a separate. We will deal with this on a separate occasion because you're not gonna, you're you're not supposed to. Jeez, this is stressing me out.
So I'm trespassing. Yeah, I really hope this lady lost her job. This is not acceptable behavior at any any workplace. Except the Oval Office, apparently. <laughs> Okay, well, well, what I'm saying is I don't, I don't have a problem with leaving. I don't have a problem with leaving, but you, you can call it. No, you're, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What, well, what, whatever you, whatever you need to do, whatever, whatever you need to do, ma'am, I'm just trying to make sure that you, we got to be clear on what's going on right now. Well, as always, everybody, thank you so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed yourselves. If All right, those are the Karens of the week right there. Those are your... We'll do more Karens on Thursday. Um, I got a kind of a busy week, so I don't know if I'm going to be doing those bonus episodes this week, but, you know, I might. I might. We'll see. Um, let's do a relationship advice to end this episode ready oh oh i like this one all right here we go this is for the gamers out there i 23 male wanted to spend some time playing games with my friends my girlfriend 21 female threatened to move out temporarily so there is a new world of warcraft expansion coming out soon obviously that doesn't happen too often me and my friends currently live quite far away from each other, so spending time with them mostly involves playing video games, which we rarely have time to do anymore. We've gathered every, every new expansion, every time it's been released in the last 10 years, to play together. When I tried to explain the situation to my girlfriend, she got really upset and threatened to move out. I obviously understand that me taking a couple of days to mostly play a video game could be seen as something super negative. But it's something I've looked forward to for a long time, especially considering I rarely get time to play video games anymore, nor spend any meaningful time with, with the friends I've had since kindergarten. I do to some extent understand my girlfriend's reaction, but it's something that is important to me and is only for a couple of days a week at most. How should I try to explain to my girlfriend that this is something that I'd like to do and it's important to me? without hurting her feelings or making her feel like she has to move out. Um, top comment, pack her bag, go to the store, buy Mountain Dew, have fun with the boys. She's, she's manipulating you, dude. She just doesn't want your attention going somewhere else, so she's threatening to move out because she knows if she does that, you're gonna be like, no, no, I won't play, I won't play World of Warcraft, no, I won't do it. Uh, I don't need my friends, I don't know, oh, no, no, no World of Warcraft, okay, the one thing that makes me happy is you, not World of Warcraft with friends, no, okay, let me just throw out my gaming PC, and yeah, that's, that's what she wants. You need to just play your World of Warcraft, just do it, because there are going to be times where you're going to be doing things not together. And that needs to be okay. It's just World of Warcraft. It's not like you're going 
far, far away for an extended period of time, you're going to be in the other room. <laughs> you're going to be right there. She can come in and play with you. Like, it, it's... I... This is something that should not be this big of a deal. It's World of Warcraft. Tell her to relax or she can go. <laughs> really, because that, that's not something that should be this much of a problem. So put your foot down. That's my advice. Put your foot down. Play the game. Enjoy it. I was going to get the expansion, but I, I can't. I can't get back into it. I, I, you know, it, it just takes up too much of my life. So I'm not gonna. But, um, look forward to hearing about it. Anyways, I gotta go. I really have to pee and eat. So, I will see you guys on Thursday. Um, this has been the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. You can check me out at Alex underscore M-A-D-O-R-E on Twitter. I will see you there and have a great rest of your day. I love you. Peace. It's really that time of year, and your team might finally do it. Or if you're a Rams fan, you might just want to book the trip now. This year, Super Bowl 56 is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, February 13th. You can scour resellers to buy an overpriced ticket closer to the day, or you can lock in the Super Bowl experience of a lifetime now with our friends at On Location. True 50-yard line seats, only available with On Location. An invite to celebrate on the field with the champs. On Location, yes, you want to craft a perfect confetti angel like I did? Go to the game with On Location. And it's not just about gameplay. From dinner with NFL legend Marcus Allen, to pregame parties featuring acoustic sets for Wyclef, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is offering the most exclusive ticket packages available. Want to know how? Visit onlocationexp.com forward slash SP56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's right. Search Super Bowl on location. Make the trip of a lifetime. It's your shot. Take it.